Shalom Abrahu Rav Nasech is getting that Mem Zayin. Today is that discuss as a class, another class in our theme of Knossos, uh, someone who sells himself or a son into slavery. And we discuss uh, escapes from cannibals, uh, a fascinating story with Reish Lakish. We have another mission of discussing the big sugya of whether a guy can be Koina Eretz Yisrael. Halachically, they can't even remove that Kedusha. Uh, actually take ownership in Eretz Yisrael, uh, and, and the, the class that we make, that the Yisrael starts to take Bikurim from that land, and the, we discuss the Gedarim uh, of Bikurim, when someone buys just the Paris, he just owns the Paris of something without actually the Guf. We begin with a mission that tells us that if someone sells himself or his children to Goyim as slaves, we are not Poida, we do not redeem these slaves from the Goyim. It's a class. We don't want people to keep doing it. We'll see in the Gemara exactly when and where. However, once the father dies, the, the man who sold them, then we are appointed the children. The whole, the whole point of the class was for the father. And the Gemara of Asi tells us that's only if the father sold this, his children into slavery two or three times. He resold them to the, the people who he owed money to. There's a story in Bnei Bey Michzi. He owed a lot of money to some Goyim. He didn't have what to pay back. So they took his children as slaves in lieu of payments. When they came to Rav Huna, he said, uh, what am I supposed to do? Rav Huna says, I'm sorry, I can't help redeem your children. The Mishnah says if someone sells himself or his children to, into slavery to Goyim, we're not paid to them. Rabbi Abba said, yeah, 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 but that's only if he sold it two or three times. So... Uh, Rev Huna said, yeah, but this is an individual who is regularly borrowing or selling his children to these Goyim. He's a bit of a, a loose cannon, and we won't be by dead. He's, he's at that stage of two or three times. There's another individual who sold himself to cannibals. What people won't do for a buck. He came to Rebbe Ami and said, uh, can you please redeem me from these cannibals? So Rebbe Ami said, we have a mission that says, you can't be by dead for someone who sells to Goyim. But after the father dies, then we're allowed to be paid to his children. Over here, I have a Kava Chaymer. If they're going to be killing you because they're cannibals, we could definitely be paid to you. He was ready to do it, but the Rabbanon told the Rami, no, no, no. This Jew selling himself to the cannibals, he's a Yisrael Mumer. He's eating Nevelis and Trefus. So they say, yeah, but maybe he's only doing it L'Tayavoy. Maybe he's not a Mumer L'Hachis. He's not trying to be rebellious. He just really loves steak. They said, no, 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 no. We've seen that he had the choice between mutter steak and nevela steak, and he's eating the nevela. It's not just because he wants steak. He could have had the mutter one. So he, uh, Ravuna says, I hear you. Uh, Rabbi Ami tells us, indiv individual, I'm sorry, I can't be paid to you. They're not letting me. Uh, it seems like the cannibals will be having you for supper. Next, the Gemara tells us the story of Reish Lakish. Toysus tells us this was before he was Choyzer Lemutav. Whether he came back on the derech or originally was a, became a Balchuva, the famous story with his brother-in-law, Rabbi Yechanan. He infiltrated, he gave himself over, he sold himself to cannibals, and he brought with him a bag with a rock inside. I guess they didn't uh, you know, have TSA and they didn't inspect his bags. He had a big rock in his bag. He knew that the last day that their victims are alive, they offer him any last wishes so that either uh, they'll, the, the person they're killing will be Michael them or interesting... Uh, the Oroch brings down that they, they, they held that if the, their victim was like happy, 
he would uh, their blood would be sweeter. So anyway, the last day came, and they tell Reish Lakish, hey, what would you, what's your last request? And he said, I would like, for my last request, every one of you tie yourself up and sit down. So they did that. They tied themselves up, and he said, I, I want you all to tie yourself up and sit down, and I'm going to hit you each on the head. I'm going to hit you each one and a half times with my bag. I'm like, all right, what's up? You know, you could get hit by a bag. That's okay. And they did this. They all sat down. They tied themselves up, and... It's amazing. Rishlakish told him exactly what he was going to do. He picked up his bag with a massive rock inside, which they may not have known about. And he whacked them each one time. And with each hit, they were already agaisas. Each one was already dying with that first whack. Maybe this is before he, did, he started learning Tyra, before the, the Tyra weakened him. He was incredibly strong. And they were grimacing in pain. They were showing their teeth. And Rishlakish said, Why, are you laughing at me? I still have another half a hit for each one of you. And he half hit them all one more time, and they had all died. And he went home. That was, you know, all in a day's work. He came home. He was sitting, eating and drinking. And his daughter said, maybe, maybe you'd like, you know, some pillows and blankets to sit on. And he said, no, my daughter, my stomach is my pillow. And Rashi explains that he would eat everything that he had as he had it. In fact, when he died, he had left over a tiny bit of saffron. And he felt bad that he had mischeshben, that he had left stuff over. He used the pasuk of He miscalculated and really he wanted to eat whatever he had while he had it. In the next Mishnah we learn, if someone sells his field to a goy, his field in Eretz Yisrael, we can ask him that he still has to take bikurim. He has to buy the first fruits of this field that he had sold and bring the bikurim to Eretz Yisrael. That's because of taken oilam. Maybe it would prevent him from selling it to the guy. The guy wouldn't want to buy a field if every year this Jew's going to come in and buy out his bikurim. It's a little annoying. And maybe since he's not fully selling it, he, the, the Jew won't want to sell it. And the Gemara Rabbah tells us that even though, first shita, Rabbah says that really goyim cannot be koina Eretz Yisrael. It's still 100% kadosh. It's still chayiv and chumas and maestris. If a Jew buys from this Goy's field in Eretz Yisrael, he has to take off Chumash and He uses the Pasuk, It's totally Hashem's. So just because the Goy, quote-unquote, bought it, it's not his. But a Goy can buy land in Eretz Yisrael in as far as excavating. He could, he could dig holes and caves and whatnot. Based on the you can play with the land, but it still belongs to Hashem. It still has a Kedusha Eretz Yisrael. Rebbe Lezer holds exactly the opposite. Even though Goyim can be mafkia land in Eretz Yisrael, take away its Kedusha and own it, the Pesach says, we learn, however, they still cannot buy land in Eretz Yisrael to, big, to dig their pits and Ca- caves and stuff, because the pasuk says La Hashem Ha'aretz. Lamaisa, what are they arguing on? Says the Gemara. Rabbi Lazar holds that there is a Kenyan. He holds the Gan Chavloi Daga the Gan Chavim. Rabbi holds that it doesn't mean Dagon your grain and not the grain of Chavim. It means the Gunucha, the work that you do on the grain and not the work that you, that the, the that that will do. Now, the Gemara goes through a bunch of rayas whether Goyim are actually able to, be, to, to own land in Eretz Yisrael, Gavi Hilchis, Maisa. So Rabbah says, how do I know that they cannot own the land in Eretz Yisrael? We have a Mishnah. This is his raya. If someone, a Goy, owns a field in Eretz Yisrael, his leket shikha and peya are chayev in Maisa. Unless he's mafki. Now, hold on. What, what field are we talking about? 
if it's a Jew taking off the Leket Shekha and Peya of a guy, then yeah, being Mavkirit will help. If he wasn't Mavkirit, it's a Raya, that it's still Chayev, because the guy doesn't actually own it. Right, so we're not talking about a case where it was owned by a Jew and, and the, the guy was taking it off because it's automatically Hefker. It's a Jew's field. It's like a Chikampe. It's automatically Hefker. Talking about a guy, he, he needs to be Mavker because otherwise it's his property. I mean, he's not coining it. He didn't take away. There would, there would still be a heel of Chumas Meisters unless he's Mavker it. But the Gemara says, no, 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 no. We're talking about a case where a Jew is taking off of a non-Jew's field uh, rather, it's a Jew's field. A guy is taking the Lekha Chichon Peah. Ah, you're saying if it's a Jew's field, it's automatically Hafkir? Yeah, the Jew was Mafkirit, but he was only Mafkirit for a Yisrael. He wasn't Mafkirit for Goyim to come take the Lekha Chichon Peah. The Mishnah Lamelech brings a raya here that Peah is only Potter and Meiser from the point when the Oni actually picks it up. Just having it there doesn't just designating it as payah doesn't make it part of Mishumas and Maestras. Now the Gemara brings its second rail that the Goy is able to be Mavkia. We learn that if a Jew buys a field from a Goy in Eretz Israel until the field grows a third of the way, if he resells it back to the Goy, or after it grows a third of the way, he's still, he's Chayev in Maeser. Why? Because as soon as it grows a third, he's Chayev. In fact, the Gemara... What? If it didn't grow a third, and it goes back to the guy, then he's not chayev? It must be that when it goes back to the guy, the guy is being mafkiyad, he's taking away the chiv of maestris. The Gemara answers, no, 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 they were talking about a case. In Surya, it wasn't in Eretz Israel. Well, Sur- Surya is sort of machlaik. So that mission is holding that just because David Malach took over Surya, it didn't make it into Eretz Israel, and that's why it's going to be potted for maestris. Third raya, the Gemara says, if, if a Jew and a guy partner up and buy a field together. So according to Rebbe, we don't say Breira, so the Tevel and the Chulun is all mixed together. You can't, you can't know what's his and what's the guy's. And Meshimeng Amliel says, no, the guy's stuff is Pater, the Jew's stuff is Chayev, and we do say Breira in the mass produce. Now over there, that, that's where the, they're arguing in Breira. But, but everyone agrees that the Jew, that the, the, the non-Jew who owns it with this Jew has a Kenyan and is being, being and is mafkia the land from a chiyuv of Maestris. The Gemara says that's not a rai either because that's also talking about in Surya. Kifi the Manamar holds that just because David Melech was kovishit as a yochid, it doesn't become Eretz Israel. Doesn't get the dean above Maestris. Fourth rai of Chiyabar Oven tells us our Mishnah says that if someone buys a sells his field to a guy. He has to buy and bring Bikurim from that field. Taken Oilam forever. What's this Taken Oilam? Shouldn't he need to bring Bikurim Midoiraisa? It must be that the guy is Mafki out of the field, that it's no longer Chayva Maisris. Me'ikradin. Rashi says there are actually two stages of the Takona that they created about this Bikurim when he sells it to a guy. Originally they said, yeah, Tachiv Midoiraisa. You have to bring Bikurim. It's still. In the possession of Eretz, of, of Eretz Yisrael, you know, La Hashem Ha'aretz, the guy being there doesn't take away the Chiyuv. But then they saw people were, were more readily selling their Eretz Yisrael fields to Goyim because they're still taking off Bikurim. They felt like it was still totally colors that they didn't do anything wrong. So they said, don't bring Bikurim. Now you should realize that when you sell this to the guy, you're doing something very bad. But then they saw that 
not bringing Bikurim wasn't preventing people from selling their fields. So they reverted back and said, yeah, it's back, it's back to being Daraisa. And they, before their Abundant actually uprooted a, a Daraisa for, for a Tkufa. But now they said, you know what? It's back to the, to the Daraisa. You still have to take off Bikurim from the field that you sold to the guy. Because no, the guy is not Mafkiya. It doesn't take away the Chiv. Maiser just because he buys it in Eretz Israel. Next, the Gemara learns if someone sells his field, but not the actual field, he just sells the fruit of the field, the produce. Rabbi Yochanan holds he has to bring Bikurim and he gets to say the whole parsha of Rabbi Ravi. says he's still bring Bikurim, but without the Korea. Rabbi Yochanan says he has to bring and he gets to read because the Pasuk says, well, because we learned that. He holds that buying the, the produce of something is like buying the thing itself. Baruch Lakish holds. You don't get to say the parasha of Bikurim because you don't own the field. You just own the produce and that's not bringing Bikurim of your field. It's not your, your field's first produce. Rabbi Yechanan asks Baruch Lakish, hold on, the Pesach says, Udabe Secha. Which tells me that a, a husband brings Bikurim from his wife's Nechsei Malug, even though he only owns the Peiros. And you know what, says Rabbi Yechanon, you even lay in the parasha. You see that just the Peiros are enough to lay in the parasha of Bikurim. Rish Lakish responds with his wife, it's different because the Pasuk actually says, Ula Beisego, and to your wife. But without the Pasuk and Chanami, you wouldn't be making saying the parasha of Bikurim if you only own the Peiros. Some say the Kasha was flipped around the very walkish as Rabbi Yechon and he used Ulube Secha as a raya that only when you have a Pasuk would you read the parasha when you only own the Paris but otherwise you wouldn't and Rabbi Yechon says that's actually my raya I learn from a man's wife where he gets to say the Pasuk on he gets to lane the parasha of Be'ikurim when he only owns a Paris his wife that's my raya to everywhere that just owning the pavers of the field is enough to require not just being Bakurum, but also being covering the Pasha as well. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.